Podcast Network Asia. What's up? Welcome to the courtroom. I am Theo. And I'm Oj. And in this podcast, we tell the stories about people's life, liberty, and property. Kikwentohan namin kayo about court rulings in a way that will make you understand jurisprudence like a nine-year-old. So join us as we delve into true crime, political controversies, and all things Tare de Chismis every week. Teo, anong red flags mo sa relationship? Mm, red flags sa akin pag di marunong mag-compromise yung isang tao. Yung parang laging sila yung nasusunod. Feeling ko kasi signs of a controlling behavior yun eh. And it won't work for me kasi very decisive person ako eh. So baka mag-clash lang kami. Ikaw ba, Och? Ano ang red flags mo? Lying. Agad-agad. Wait lang. Ang bilis mo Bakit? Well, I'm not jumping into conclusions, ha? but in the long run kasi, it might lead to cheating. So, lying even about small things is a no-no to me, Teo. Kasi possible maging snowball effect yan eh. I'd rather hear the painful truth than be lied yan. to. Ayaw natin talaga ng mga cheater. Mm-hmm. Pero ito, Odja, di ko sure if you agree with me. Pero um, do you also think that it's easier to leave a relationship kung di ka pakasal or at least walang batang involved? I guess, kung jowa levels pa lang, siguro, it's not necessarily easier, but more manageable siguro to break up at the first signs of a red flag than pagkasal na. Well, ano ba yung mga instances that one can nullify a marriage or i-end yan? Lalo na if yung red flags eh natuluyan na into actual behavioral problems that affect one's married life, diba? Mm, psychological incapacity is one, Teo. Kasi according to... Ito rin article, pinakasikat, eh, no? Uh-huh. As, uh, actually, according to Article 36 of the Family Code, a marriage is null and void if one of the spouses at the time of celebration was psychologically incapacitated to comply with the essential marital obligation of marriage. Pero teka nga, paano ba masasabing psychologically incapacitated ang isang tao? Medical capacity o personality disorder ba to? Well, yan ang alamin natin in this landmark ponensya by Associate Justice Marvick Leonen as we tell you the story of a woman's frustrating legal battle against her lazy, bizarre, violent, and irresponsible husband, citing psychological incapacity to nullify their marriage. This is the landmark case of Rosanna Tan Andal versus Mario Andal. Mario and Rosanna first met in 1975 through the Legion of Mary at St. Peter and Paul Parish in Makati. They wrote letters to each other hanggang sa nawalan sila ng kontak sa isa't isa. During those times apart, Mario had worked in Switzerland, Germany and Italy before returning to the Philippines in April 1995. It was during this time that Mario sought to find Rosanna through their childhood friends. Nagbabakasyon lang noon ang dalawang buwan si Mario mula sa trabaho niya sa Italy noong unang muling magkita ang dalawa. And dahil persistent si Mario at malapit na din naman itong bumalik sa Italy, napapayag niya din si Rosanna sa isang date. Tuluyan ng niligawan ni Mario si Rosanna. Inamin din niya dito that he had been in love with her for the past 20 years. So Rosanna eventually fell in love with Mario and agreed to be his girlfriend. Umalis si Mario para bumalik sa kanyang trabaho sa Italy noong July 1995. Pero wala pa halos dalawang buwan, eh bumalik na agad ito sa Pilipinas at tuluyan ang nag-resign sa kanyang trabaho abroad. 
Kinasal si Mario and Rosanna on December 16, 1995 at the St. Peter and Paul Parish in Poblacion, Makati. And on July 27, 1996, Rosanna gave birth to Maria Samantha, ang kaisa-isa nilang anak. Tumira ang pamilyang Andal sa isang duplex in Paranaque City kung saan malapit sila sa mga magulang ni Rosanna. According to Rosanna, Mario exhibited odd behaviors even prior to their wedding and during their marriage. Anong mga odd behaviors ba to, Oj? Well, hirap daw mag-manage ng finances tong si Mario. In fact, tong si Rosanna, pinaubaya pa kay Mario yung design and construction matrix. Ito yung construction firm na tinayo ni Rosanna bago pa sila ikasal. So, ano nangyari sa kampanya ni Rosanna? Well, yung husband niya made numerous cash advances and purchases using supplementary credit card which resulted sa financial losses and the eventual closure of design and construction matrix. Ouch! Sakit naman nun. Malamang pinaghirapan itayo ni Rosanna yung business niya, no? Surely. And it didn't end there kasi Mario continued with his emotional immaturity, irresponsibility, irritability, and psychological imbalance. Minsan nga, Teo, he would leave their house for several days without informing Rosanna kung saan ba siya nagpupunta. Minsan din daw, umuwi yung si Mario. Chismosa lang yun. Minsan din daw, Mario. Umuwi din daw yung si Mario. And then, would refuse to go out and would sleep for days. Tapos, another occasion, hyperactive din naman daw ng mga disoras ng gabi. Mario allegedly did not assist Rosanna when she gave birth to their child, Maria Samantha. Iniwan niya to sa hospital knowing that she could not move until mag-wore off yung effects ng spinal anesthesia. He only returned to the hospital later that evening just to sleep. Mario also showed symptoms of paranoia. Akala niya everyone was out to attack him. Minsan pa, he would hide Maria Samantha from those he thought were out to hurt them. Pero hindi lahat ng oras protective siya sa anak niya. Nung nadengue kasi si Maria Samantha, di na naman siya mahagilap, Teo. Nung eventually he arrived at the hospital, he would prevent the nurse from administering prescribed medications to Maria Samantha. Actually, kahit nung sumusuka na yung anak niya, kiber lang siya, di ba? He would just ignore the ill child, turn to the other side, and then boom, tulog na, mapasandal tulog. And nakitaan din ng shabu si Mario in his possession. When Rosanna confronted him about it, ang excuse niya is that it was the only way lang daw for him to function kasi nape-pressure daw siya. Rosanna eventually got tired of Mario and petitioned the Regional Trial Court to voluntarily commit Mario for drug rehabilitation at the NBI Treatment and Rehabilitation Center and eventually at Seagull's Flight Foundation. Mario remained confined there until the Rehabilitation Center released Mario without completing his rehab program in December 24, 2000. Rosanna wrote the trial court as to Mario's premature release from the rehabilitation center. Since Mario's release, Rosanna and Mario had been separated and had not lived together. Di na din nakakapagbigay ng supportong si Mario kina Rosanna at kay Maria Samantha. These events, according to Rosanna, showed Mario's psychological incapacity to comply with his essential marital obligations to her. Sabi ni Rosanna, yung pagdadrugs ni Mario was the manifestation of a grave personality disorder deeply rooted within Mario's adaptive system. Kaya naman, she prayed that the trial court nullify their marriage and that she be declared the sole and absolute owner of the parcel of land donated to her by her aunt and as well as the duplex built on it. 
To prove Mario's psychological incapacity, Rosana presented Dr. Garcia, a physician psychiatrist, as expert witness. And Dr. Garcia found Rosana psychologically capacitated to comply with her essential marital obligations. As for Mario, Dr. Garcia diagnosed him with narcissistic antisocial personality disorder and substance abuse disorder with psychotic features. Yung narcissistic antisocial personality disorder daw ni Mario is said to be grave with juridical antecedents and incurable. And this render him psychologically incapacitated to comply with his essential marital obligations to Rosana. Dr. Garcia testified that Mario's personality disorder was grave and deeply rooted in his character and added that persons suffering from personality disorders are impermeable to any form of psychiatric therapeutic modality because of the presence of denial and cognizance on the basic pathology of the person suffering from the disorder. Siyempre, Mario contended that it was actually Rosana who was psychologically incapacitated to comply with her essential marital obligation. He prayed that the trial court nullify his marriage to Rosana due to her psychological incapacity and that the properties they had acquired during their cohabitation be divided equally between them. He also prayed that the custody of Maria Samantha be awarded to him. The trial court nullified the party's marriage on the ground of Mario's psychological incapacity. Napunta din kay Rosana yung custody ng daughter nila. And as to the Paranaque duplex, Rosana was declared as its sole and absolute owner, including the parcel of land on which it was built. Kaso, the Court of Appeals reversed the ruling of the lower court and declared na valid and subsisting pa din daw ang marriage ng dalawa. It found Dr. Garcia's psychiatric evaluation of Mario to be unscientific and unreliable since she diagnosed Mario without interviewing him. It ruled that Dr. Garcia was working on pure suppositions and second-hand information fed to her by one side. Rosana argued that psychological incapacity need not be grounded on psychological illness as this is allegedly more consistent with psychological incapacity being a liberal ground for nullifying marriages. Nag-cite din siya ng mga jurisprudence where the Supreme Court held that competent evidence may establish psychological incapacity and that what matters is the totality of the evidence presented and not necessarily expert opinion. Dagdag pa ni Rosana na ang psychological incapacity ay incurable but not necessarily in a medical or clinical sense. Pwedeng incurability being manifested by ingrained behavior shown during the marriage by the psychologically incapacitated spouse. So, sasagutin ng Supreme Court if there is a need for a medical or clinical proof to attest one's psychological incapacity. And, ang sabi ng Supreme Court ay... No. <laughs> Psychological incapacity need not be medically or clinically proven. In effect, the court modified the doctrine enunciated in the Molina case or Republic versus Court of Appeals and Molina. Hmm. Ano ba sabi sa Molina case, Teo? Well, according kasi sa second guidelines in Molina, the root cause daw of psychological incapacity must be, number one, medically or clinically identified. B, Or number two, as alleged in the complaint. Number three, or letter C, sufficiently proven by experts. And D, clearly explained in the decision. So if you'll notice, nandun yung letter C na sufficiently proven by expert. 
Okay. And sa Santos versus Court of Appeals naman, the court defines psychological incapacity as a mental incapacity to comply with the essential marital obligation. It involves the most serious cases of personality disorders, clearly demonstrative of an utter insensitivity or inability to give meaning and significance to the marriage. Ang naging problem kasi, Onj, in the past, the court or yung previous jurisprudence natin have been inconsistent in requiring expert evidence in psychological incapacity cases. Kaya naman, para daw mas clear, the court now categorically abandons the second Molina guideline. Ngayon, psychological incapacity is neither a mental incapacity nor a personality disorder that must be proven through expert opinion. Pero remember tayo, kahit ba di na kailangan ang expert medical opinion to a certain psychological incapacity, di naman din pwedeng i-abuse to and just mindlessly end marriages. Siyempre, hindi pwede yung ganun. There must be proof of the durable or enduring aspects of a person's personality, which manifests itself through clear acts of dysfunctionality that undermines the family. Such personality structure must make it impossible for him or her to understand and comply with their marital obligations. The proof required for this need not be given by an expert. Enough na kahit mga ordinary witnesses who have been present in the life of the spouses before they contracted marriage and they may testify on the behavior that they have consistently observed from the incapacitated spouse. Meron pang isang conflict tayo. Kasi, di ba, conflict? <laughs> <laughs> under the Molina case, mm. the juridical antecedents of the psychological incapacity pursuant to Article 36 of the Family Code is that such psychological incapacity must be incurable. Kaso, remember, the court also acknowledges that psychological incapacity, not being an illness in a medical sense, is not something to be cured, di ba? Yeah, gets. Kasi nga naman, kung ako si Rosana, syempre bilang tao, gusto natin lahat psychologically capacitated or healthy, di ba? Kung pwede nga lang, lahat strong mentally and psychologically, di ba? Kaso nga lang, for Rosana to invoke psychological incapacity as ground to nullify their marriage, the capacity has to be incurable. Well, para daw hindi magulo, magulo the <laughs> Supreme Court answered that as such. The third Molina guideline is amended to mean na ang incurability should be taken in a legal sense and not a medical sense. This means that the incapacity is so enduring and persistent with respect to a specific partner and contemplates a situation where the couple's respective personality structures are so incompatible and antagonistic that the only result of the union would be the inevitable and irreparable breakdown of the marriage. Dahil dito, the court found Mario psychologically incapacitated to comply with his essential marital obligations. Rosana was able to discharge the burden of proof required to nullify her marriage to Mario. Clear and convincing evidence of his incapacity was shown through testimonies on Mario's personality and how it formed primarily through his childhood and adult experiences way before he married Rosana. Dr. Garcia was also able to recount how Mario developed traits exhibiting chronic irresponsibility, impulsiveness, lack of remorse, lack of empathy, and a sense of entitlement. Behaviors which manifest his inherent psychological incapacity to comply with his essential marital obligations. While drug addiction is a ground for legal separation, it will not prevent the court from voiding a marriage so long as it can be proven that the drug abuse is a manifestation of psychological incapacity existing 
at the time of marriage. Here, the totality of evidence presented by Rosanna clearly and convincingly proved that Mario's drug abuse was a sufficient durability that antedates the marriage. His persistent failure to rehabilitate even bring his child into a room where he did drugs, oh, di ba? No. Grabe lang talaga to si Mario eh. <laughs> indicates a level of dysfunctionality that shows utter disregard of his obligations not only to his wife but unfortunately also to his child Maria Samantha. His failure to render mutual help and support was also clearly proven by his consistent failure to find gainful employment and even driving to bankruptcy the construction firm founded by Rosanna by siphoning its funds for his drug abuse. Oh, pag drugs talaga. <laughs> Kaya naman, the petition was granted and the decision of the Court of Appeals was reversed and set aside. Actually, Teo, this case gave a very beautiful insight of love and marriage. Kahit nakakabuisit siya. <laughs> Yes, according to Supreme Court, marriage is not compulsory when in love. Neither does it create love. Nonetheless, it remains an institution designed to provide legal and public recognition that may be well-deserved not only for the couple, but also for their families existing or yet to come. To be clear, the collective hope is that one who chooses marriage realizes that the other deserves more caring, more compassion, more kindness in the daily and banal grind of their relationship. Yet, we should not be blind to the reality that a person may be truly psychologically incapacitated from the beginning. It is in this regard that the court takes part in making parting less bitter, minimize animosity, para naman may tatanawin na kinabukasan ang mga nasasaktan at mga naghiwalay. Because, as the court says, parting is already a sorrow, it need not be more than what it already is. Alam mo, Oj, gustong-gusto ko yung ano eh, line ng Supreme Court dito. That love is founded on a promise to seek beyond ourselves in order to enable and ennoble the other to continue to become the best version of themselves. Kasi ganyan din naman talaga yung concept ng love for me in general. Yung love na nakaka-inspire maging mas mabuting tao, love na hindi bad influence at hindi selfish, love na sasamahan kang kilalanin yung sarili mo at syempre, abutin yung mga pangarap mo. Yun, yes, exactly. Perhaps that's why the court stated that being in love can be carried on the wings of poetry, announced publicly through each other's case. It is made real and felt with every act of unconditional care and comfort. Kasi, love can be beyond labels. Yes. Ang ganda nitong ano, no, case na to. Mm-hmm. I mean, hindi maganda yun. <laughs> pero <laughs> ang ganda ng mga words. <laughs> pero yun nga, gustong-gusto ko yun. Love can be beyond labels, di ba? Ikaw ba, Och, anong brief insight mo on this case? Brief lang talaga. Sige. Naisip ko lang, usual usual question kasi sa isyong hiwalayan ng mag-asawa is, paano yung anak nila? Siyempre kung may anak sila. Diba? But if we look into the situation closely, would we want a child to grow in a family na hindi na talaga nagwo-work for whatever valid reason just so the couple can stay together? Diba? Siguro, that's an open question since we want naman siguro a healthy life for everyone. Of course, because healthy life is a happy life. Diba? And before we end, we would just like to shout out Eric Reginald Lee Agustin. Haba din ang name nito kasi haba nung case. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric, for your message and support. 
Good luck sa'yo, future panyero, di ba? Yes, thank you. How about you, courtmates? How do you feel about this recent pronouncement of the Supreme Court about psychological incapacity? Share with us your insights on this case or let us know what cases you would like us to chika for our next episode. If you guys like our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or whatever you're listening to right now. You can also watch the Audiogram version of this podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Again, this is Odd and Theo leaving you with a reminder to always look back in history because precedents shall rule the future. Thank you for listening and, and we'll, we'll see you again in the courtroom. Bye! The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>